Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Who 
It don't seem like they get along till they argue. And yes, I did say it like that. I said argue. You know, it, it's whatever's going on, that's how they make it. That's their bond. If they're not arguing, if they're not fussing over something, do you have another relationship like that, a friendship, you know, where you are always arguing with that person, always connecting with that person over something intense? Well, that's what Shantice is talking about. Please, please don't bond over you know, things that are intense because it's not a healthy relationship. Yeah, you know, fortunately, we have learned that that is okay, but I got to tell you, it's, it's not healthy at all. Okay? All right. Well, let's talk about it. Tuesday, church folk day rolled around, and we talked about the California doctor who was indicted for poisoning her husband slowly as she fixed his tea with a special uh, potion of Drano. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yes, yes, yes. This is how it's going down now. And that gave us our segue into some uh, conversations that needed take place. You had to talk to a person about something, and we ended up (laughs) talking to one of our pastors, and he said that there was a mother in the church that had to talk the first lady out of mm -mm -mm, poisoning her husband. Now, unfortunately, it wasn't before one round of poisoning had already happened. Mm-hmm. Well, the Lord sent it to her in a dream, and she had to call first lady and tell her, please, before you go any further, please don't do it. Please don't do it. Yes. So uh, we got a couple of other interesting stories. And uh, our pastors, our pastoral team, and come up with a scenario when you want them to. Ah, okay. Well, wow, Wednesday rolled around, and we started off with our girlfriend, Vivian, who talked about 2.5 million cases of sexually transmitted diseases a year. Oh, my, 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 my. Talk about us not taking care of ourselves with all of the preventive measures out here that indicates just how wild and wacky we are when it comes to this thing called sex. Yes. And there's no excuse for it. There's no excuse for for us killing ourselves like that. Well, that uh, ended up Taking us into the topic of how can we be useful for God? Yeah. How many ways can we be useful for God or useful to God? Maybe let's say it like that. And uh, mm, mm, mm. 
watching your tongue, watching what you say, watching the things that come out of your mouth, because we can definitely destroy a whole lot by saying the wrong things. Yes. Okay. How else can we be useful to God? Mm, stand in your honor, stand in your ground, stand in your ground, and making sure you keep to your proper honor. Yes, the ladies did a fine job. One more again. One more week. One more week. They smashed it. So you want to make sure that you go back and hear all those little tips as to how you can be useful to God. Because with people out here throwing their lives away, oh, we need to definitely help them turn things around. Well, yesterday. Yesterday was Therapeutic Thursday. Yes. And we talked about the woman who... Uh, ended up being a human sacrifice after she attended a church service out in India. Yes. And, you know, hmm, it happened. It happened. She thought she was going for one reason, never realizing that she was being set up to be a human uh, sacrifice, and she ended up giving away her life. Well, you're going to have to go back and listen to find out how that happened. Oh, how did she sacrifice her life? Mm. Well, that took us into an interesting conversation with the Due Time crew and uh, how to evangelize to the angry was a conversation that we ended up talking about. Ah, We ended up having. Woo-wee! Was that a conversation? So, that's how our week has been. Uh, we had a fantastic week over here on this due time. And I have to tell you, the listens were up. Yes, they skyrocketed this week. So I don't know what's going on. In the listening world of a due time with Pastor Steph, but we must be saying something right. Oh, and God is happy. Oh, today is Freestyle Friday, and we get to do whatever it is we want to do. Well, talk to the men is what we do. Yes, it's Men's Day over here, and uh, we got some news. And then we got the guy. So, uh, uh, a nice way to end our week. We don't know what they're going to be saying this morning. But the uh, conversation might be quite interesting based on this crazy news we've got. So, let's get this started. And uh, go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on and whatever you do whatever you don't go nowhere because we'll be right back it's on us to stop sexual assault to get in the way before it happens to get a friend home safe 
and to not blame the victim. It's on us. To look out for each other. To To not not look look the other way. It's on us to stand up. To step in. To take responsibility. It's on us, all of us, to to stop stop sexual sexual assault. Learn how and take the pledge at itsonus.org. Uh, 
CB. Remember them CBs were out? The truckers used to use the CBs to communicate, and somehow or another he ended up with this, you know, um, connecting with this young lady who used to call herself Fun Girl. And he ended up going over to her house unexpectedly and finding out that she was in a wheelchair. You remember that episode? Yes. Well, Shantice is a crazy Good Times fan. So even if I wanted to forget it, which I did it, she's always looking at Good Times. So it, it comes up from time to time. Well, Billy Blanks Jr. married Fun Girl. And she kind of still looks the same, actually. <laughs> I know you remember, Shantice. I know you remember. Well, he married, um, her name is Sharon Catherine Brown. Now, the first thing is, I believe I remember reading that she was Johnny Brown's daughter, either her daughter, his daughter or his niece. But for some reason, I'm remembering the daughter. And you remember Johnny Brown? He played Bookman. Yes. So he played Bookman, and I, I believe it was his daughter. And these two got married, and they fell on hard times. Billy Blanks Jr. and Fun Girl. I'm just going to call her Fun Girl. Fun Girl from Good Times. And <clears throat> they fell on hard times so much or so badly that they were homeless. And they were living out of a motel. And they were fitness instructors. Instructors. And what they would do is they were living in Cali, and they would slide out of the motel after he would look, you know, look out the window, make sure nobody was looking and seeing them. And then they would walk really fast to this um the parking structure of the Sherman Oaks Galleria. And when they would come out on the other side, they pretend like they were getting out of like a Acura or some Range Rover or something like that so that people would know that, you know, they had walked. And I don't know why, listen, you didn't have to get out of a car, but anyway. Um, so they went and ended up walking into some 24-hour fitness, and they would, you know, then do their classes. Yeah. Now, he seemed to have taken up this um, typo like the father, and she being, you know, some fitness person or whatever, they ended up developing this, um, this series of, like, DVDs. And they called the DVDs Dance With Me. So they ended up with this idea to go on Shark Tank. You know Shark Tank. That's with um, uh, Mark Cuban and the two women and Damon Johns from FUBU. And, yeah, those people seem to be really nice, too. But you know what Shark Tank is. So what you do is you go on and you present your idea for some business or some um, item that you're trying to sell and you try to get 
one of them to invest into your brand. So they decided to to go on there. So he makes the presentation. They both go, but she stays in the background. He makes the presentation. So the one who jumps out and offers to sell the brand of this Dance With Me video because he saw some potential was Damon John. Now, he may have been the one to um, open it up, but they all kind of thought that it was a good a good market for this particular Dance With Me video. But he makes the presentation, and he makes his offer, and Billy Blanks Jr. does not like the offer. No. And they were like, he was hesitant, and they all saw it because I watched the video. They they ended up on the article that I was looking at. They showed his video of, of the presentation. Well, the tail end of the presentation. So Damon John is talking, and he looks very hesitant. So they all chime in, and they're saying to him, you know, look, take it. This is a really good deal. Now, it's they're not going to offer that type of a deal, but that's the best deal that's on the table at the time, and they really thought it was a good deal. And he says, no, thank you. And he says to one, I can't think of her name. It's the one with the short hair, the lady with the short hair. He was like, would you take the, uh, would you take the deal? She said, yes, I would, because I would be looking at it differently than what you're looking at. Now, the thing was that that wasn't the part of the video that was being shown right then. So I'm saying to myself, well, what does he think? So he says, no, thank you. He turns the, turns the offer down, and he walks. Now, if anybody's ever watched Shark Tank, they don't, a lot of people don't turn down deals, um, but he did. So he walks off, and they, tr- they talk about it, and they were like, wow, they, they can't believe he gave up this deal. And then Damon is uneasy. He was like, he would not rest. He said, listen, I'm not going to forgive myself if I don't make this presentation. So he gets up, and they're like, well, where are you going? He says, I'm going to make the offer. So, in other words, he's going to now take the offer that they, that Billy Banks Jr. is putting on the table, which is very, very rare. Yes. Because most times, the, the goal is for the, the, the shark tankers, you know, for the, the, the business people to get the best deal for them. And most times, it's not what the person is offering. So he goes in the back, and um, Fun Girl and Billy Blanks Jr. is talking, and, you know, I guess you can see from the back what happened on the screen they're talking and they're like, wow, you're here. So he explains to them, you know, I'm here to make you the offer. And he start, they start crying. Billy Banks Jr. and Fun Girl, they start crying because they tell him, you know, you don't know what this means to us and, you know, you don't understand. And so he says to them, and here's, here's what I was really, really, I wanted to say this to you as listeners, because we make this mistake a lot. And here's where 
I got an opportunity to hear what his 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 understanding was. So what happened was when Damon John made the offer, Billy Blanks Jr. was not interested in Damon John's making the offer because he's already connected with what's that people Zumba. And Billy Blanks Jr. thought that when Damon was making the offer that he was saying he's going to package it with Zumba. And he didn't want the Dance With Me videos to get intermingled and lose its identity and now be a Zumba product. So he says, listen. That's not what I was saying to you. Every one of us understood it, but you didn't understand it. What I was saying was that we that by me having the connection to Zumba, what I would do was go to Zumba and tell them you need to include this dance with me video in your packaging. So now Dance With Me video DVD gets the push by Zumba. And you want, if anybody's smart and anybody here is understanding the connection, you want Zumba to pick up your DVDs because that means that every time they sell a Zumba package, guess what gets sent with the Zumba package? It's almost like a bundle. And now your Dance With Me DVD is on board and it automatically gets put out there. So you're not worrying about trying to sell individual um, um, DVDs. You're now, it's got feet and wings already coming out the door. So that was a complete misunderstanding by Billy Blanks Jr. And he says, "Let me give you an uh, let me give you an um, 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 an example." He said, "It's almost like when you go to Walmart and you say, here, I have this dance with me video,' and they say, "Okay, we're going to take it and put it on our shelf." He said, "That's all that's happening." And at this point, you know, everybody's teary eyed and crying and. Damon is ready to cry in the whole nine yards. And he was like, I didn't understand it. You know, I misunderstood you, which is one of the reasons why he probably should have had the wife on with him. Because by the time he got with um, the wife in the back, he had already said, no, thank you. And you don't get an opportunity to go back to the, you know, to the shockers and say, well, you know what, I misunderstood, I changed my mind. So why am I telling you this long story? Because that's the way people think about God. How are we making that presentation? What did Damon Johns say to Billy Blanks, and what was, and he's the preacher, and what did Billy Blanks Jr., as the person who needs Christ, 
here because he's in a headspace where he's not listening properly. He's desperate, but he's not understanding, and he turns God down. Can I tell you that that's the only thing I could think of when I read this story last night? And I was like, I, you know, reading the story, I was like, wow. And like I said, you know, when I, when they said the very first part, you know, I was like, oh, okay. And then when I looked and saw that they had a snippet of video, and then, like I said, that really um, shed some light when they showed the entire conversation in the background, you know, afterwards, because they, they really showed the tail end of that conversation between him and the shockers and, you know, him saying no thank you. And, you know, you couldn't say whether it was good or bad that he turned it down because you didn't know what the presentation was from either side. But that's the way people look at God. However God is presented, based on where you are in life, Will you turn God down or would you? will you receive God? And that's also for those of us who have accepted Christ. When it's time to grow. Can I tell you that there were people who have been going to church for 30, 40 years and they still have not really grown? And that's not a, criti- a criticizing statement. That's a fact. And I'm sitting and I'm looking and I'm saying, well, what you been learning? How you don't know this? Or how are you still stuck in this particular place? And you have been in church for 30 years. So I call them the seat fillers. They go, but they're really not picking up much. That whatever they're doing is still, or wherever they are, they're still blocking the messages that God is sending. And they haven't received more than they're giving. Yeah, they can, you know, they can give a word. But when you listen to the other areas of their life, you're like, wow, okay, you're still there. And like I said, it's not a criticizing. It's, it's, this is a fact. So what are we hearing when the presentation of Christ is being made? Are we saying no thank you? And again, I always say on here, we may not get that opportunity to go back and hear that offer again. Or we may not have that opportunity to make that presentation again. So I hope you all picked up that, that, you know, that little lesson there. But, you know, you'll be happy to know that the uh, Dance With Me workout DVDs are a hit. I know you may not have heard it. You ain't got to hear it. You you ain't working out, so <laughs> you may not hear it. But it's it's an excellent, excellent product, they say, and it is doing really well. And Billy Blanks Jr. and Fun Girl are doing very well. All righty. All righty. So what are we talking about today? Well, we've got a couple of updates going on. And remember a few months ago when we talked about the three missing rappers? Remember, 
and they were on the come up. They met in jail, and they ended up finding their bodies. Um, and they were, remember, they were supposed to go to do a show, and they ended up finding his name was Montoya Gibbons, who was 31, Dante Wicker, 31, and Armani Kelly, 27. Remember, they were found shot and in some vacant building, and it was rat infested, and it, they, their bodies were like, mm, they started eating at the bodies and stuff like that. Remember that? Yeah, well, they found out that it was gang-related. Yes. Yes, they're saying that after, you know, doing some investigating, that it's being connected to some gang relation. And they've got, you know, some people, some guys, uh, that they're connecting with this murder. And, you know, it's I'm going to try to follow this story because, you know, they're, they're still investigating. But I, maybe you'd want to know, um, you know, a little update on that. that that's, that's, that's big for them because they had no clue. I don't know if you remember, but they were completely clueless as to, you know, what was going on with them. What else? There's another update that we had. Oh, you know, you know, I'm determined to follow this story about our six-year-old shooter and, you know, what's going on with that case. Well, remember the other day, they finally came out and, you know, they said who Mama was and, um, you know, the fact that they're going to charge her with uh, a few, um, uh, yeah, here we go, felony child neglect and recklessly leaving a firearm so as to endanger a child. Yes, that is a charge. And Deja Taylor, 25, uh, she was indicted by a grand jury this week, and she is now expected to turn herself in. So, you know, I'm with Pastor Charlene here, really. My thing is, really? After this boy almost took a life because of your negligence, you're going to allow her to turn herself in? I mean, what kind of mess is this? This has been the most we I mean, this has been the absolute weirdest story. It's been three months since this incident happened. And it's taken all this time since January 6th to even get to this point. And again, I say, had it not been for that 40 mil that that woman's asking for, they wouldn't have even brought her to this point here. And now they're waiting for her to turn. She has a, t- a period of time that she's turning herself in. Now, here's what's really twisted here. The prosecutors claim that she showed a reckless disregard for human life by allowing this little boy to have access to this weapon that subsequently ended up being the one that shot the teacher. But yet at the same time, the prosecutors 
are asking for her bail to be set at $5,000. Or what side of the fence are you on? Are you looking to, you know, snag her for these two charges that you have, you know, put out there? Or are you looking for her to walk the streets? Because if you do like 10% of 5000 that's only $500. So she could probably go get that out of his little bank account. So what in the world is happening here? I don't know. I do not know. But I'm following this story because I have a feeling that something's going to come out this bag. Yeah, the, the, the truth, the real Ichu Hollywood story. Remember they used to say that? The Ichu Hollywood story is going to come out. Yeah, something's going to surface to explain why there's been such a weird approach when it comes to this woman. Maybe she's President Biden's, like, secret daughter or something. I don't know. But I would really like to know why it is that they're handling her with such kid gloves. Maybe y'all know. Maybe I wish y'all would call and tell Stephanie because I'm really, really puzzled. Well, speaking of shooting, there was a really sad story about this school teacher in Pennsylvania. She was at a Dunkin' Donut drive-thru in Philadelphia, and this was at 7.39 in the morning. And this Rachel King, who was 35, she's at the drive-thru, she's in the drive-thru, rather, and this gunman walks up to the driver's side of her car and just openly fires multiple shots through her window, kills her, all while her son is sitting in the back seat of the car. Which means that he could have gotten hit with one of the bullets or, and rather, he watched the whole thing happen. Now, what kind of trauma is that going to leave him in? Who was so determined to kill her that they didn't even care that he was in the back of the car. Well, they don't say he was necessarily wearing a face covering. So that means that you may have had your face exposed, which a lot of times they end up killing anybody who's in the vicinity. So thank God that the little boy was not shot. And now they said this was extremely targeted because they said that he did not go to, like, carjack. So there was no pulling of the door. There was no knocking on the window. There was no conversation. He said nothing. He just walked up to the driver's side of the car and just shot. Now, if you think about it, who could that have possibly been? They say she was the most loving, hardworking beautiful person that they know so it's like okay well what was going on in your private life and I don't mean anything that she did negatively but is this a boyfriend is this an ex-boyfriend 
Is this an ex-husband? Is this the baby's father? You know, it, it's it could be, but it's personal. It could be anything, but it's personal. They say it's extremely personal because not only that, but again, if she if she's not the only one in the drive-through, not the only car in the drive-through, why her car? Why her? So that was really a sad story. You know, we're talking about you know, our children these days, and that there's a target on our children to destroy them. Well, this is one of the ways. When you think about all the news that we cover here alone, you think about all the ways and you see all the ways that our children are being destroyed bit by bit. Now, what more can destroy a child than to be sitting in a car and watch your mother be murdered? Or get murdered, however you want to say it. You know, I don't even want to know what his life is going to be like. I don't even want to know what his life is going to be like. This is good. this is some horrible, horrible, horrible occurrence. And you know, we're praying that you know this little guy, you know, God healed him, because that's the only thing that's gonna, you know, help him. Only thing that's gonna help him is God's healing. Only thing. What else are we talking about today? Oh! oh! Did I not say the children are targeted by the stupid parents? I always tell you, they can't even get out of the parents' way. We did a story a while ago about two men, somehow or another, uh, arguing in a car. I don't know if you remember this story. And one shot the other and or shot at the car and then the other one shot at the other car and you know when they got to a destination, uh the 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 guy one guy followed the other one and when they got to the destination he shot in the car. Well this seems similar but I don't but when I'm reading the details, this is different. But again, but as back then they weren't thinking about the kids in the car. Well, these other two stupid fathers Ah, in their road rage, they get to shooting. But this is why I'm telling you this story today, because if this is not the stupidest outcome, I don't know. So, okay, so you have these two dads, and somehow or another, they get into this road rage incident. So one of the fathers, somebody throws a water bottle. One person throws a water bottle at the other vehicle. And the one who had the water bottle thrown at them shoots at the car. And because you shot at me for throwing the water bottle, I shoot back at you. Neither one of them is paying attention to the fact that the other one had a child in the car. So one of the girls, 14 years old, she gets shot in the back as the one who's shooting empties his semi-automatic handgun into the vehicle. The other um, little girl is shot. She's five years old, and she's shot in the upper calf, and thank God it wasn't an artery or anything that was hit. 
So, here's why I say this is something else. So, at the end of the day, the one who shot, the one who, yes, okay, the one who threw the water bottle is the one who's being charged with the reckless endangerment. And they say it looks like the other one who shot at him is going to walk. Because in Florida, they have a law that says, and I'm going to use this particular case, when the guy threw the water bottle, it's considered and qualified as a deadly missile and the other person who got the water bottle thrown at them if he felt that he was in fear of his for his family and for his family's safety he could shoot and he would not be charged because it was like self defense for a water bottle in a car now, we do understand that throwing a water bottle at the car is really negligent. It could have caused a really bad accident. We get that. But both of them owned, both of them had permits for their guns. So neither one of them could have been charged, like, with, you know, you know, a gun that was not legal. But, yeah, so the one who shoots because he thinks that he's in his family is in danger. He don't have to worry about no 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 charges. Yeah, that is stupid to me. That is stupid. Because they're not even charging him. Remember now, he's still shot in the car where the little girl was. Yes. So even that does not get necessary charges. But I'm going to follow this story too because that makes no sense. An innocent child was hit and you don't have to worry about getting any charges oh no 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 this did these rules and these laws i don't know y'all i don't know i don't know oh my goodness gracious what else are we talking about before we get to our men Oh, let's see. What other crazy news we got going on here today? Um, let's see. We got mm, oh, 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 oh. So remember, we always talk about these scams that are running um, from one moment to the next. Every time you turn around, there's another scam. And I think I talked about this maybe on Monday you know, where there's another uh, alert that's being put out, you know, pay attention about the phone scams. Well, this Jennifer Stefano, she gets a call, and when she answered the call, it was from an un, like an unknown number, and when she answers the call, she hears her 15-year-old daughter crying. And she said the daughter was saying things like, Mom, I messed up, 
and, um, you know, what happened was her daughter was out of town on a ski trip at the time. So she gets this phone call from her daughter who's crying and in the phone, you know, um, I messed up, Mom, blah, 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 blah. So after you hear this man come on and he says, listen, listen here, I've got your daughter. And um, he then turns to the daughter and says, um, well, you, oh, put your head down, put your head down. He's saying that to the daughter. So she's saying she's panicking because she she knows this is her daughter. It's not like it's a prank phone call. And, you know, she's trying to figure out who's this guy who's got her, her daughter. She doesn't recognize the voice. And um, he then says, um, listen, I've got your daughter. I want a million dollars. And when she tells the man that she doesn't have the million dollars, he says, all right, give me 50000 Now, you know <laughs> that this is some cheap, stupid idiot because how are you going from a million to 50000 First of all, when you snatched the girl up, you already knew whether her parents had a million dollars or not because if you didn't snatch up somebody who's wealthy, then you know they ain't got no $50,000. You are not snatching somebody up from Main Street and she got the parents got a million dollars. So he drops it to $50,000. So she, um, he's demanding $50,000, and now they're making this arrangement that she's going to pick up her daughter and she's going to exchange this money for the daughter. And he warns her, listen, you better have the money or both of you are going to be dead. So... They rush over She rushes over to the other daughter's um, Dance studio Because that's where she is And one of the other moms Calls the husband And tells the husband What is going on Well after they do Some research um, First of all the husband Tells the white the, The friend whoever calls you know, tell my wife that it's a prank because our daughter is safe. Here's what's happened. They have developed a software that can clone your voice. And she says, the mother says, listen, I know 100% my daughter's voice. And it was her mannerisms. Um, the way she cried, and I never doubted for one minute that this was my daughter. Now, I'm going to tell you something. For those of us who have children, I don't care if there's a million kids in the room. You know your child's voice. You know your child's voice. I don't care what happens. I don't care what what the child was saying at the time. You know good and well if that was your baby. So when this woman is talking on the phone and when she says hello and all she hears is, Mom, I messed up, 
blah, blah, blah. She she knows. <laughs> oh, I, hope I, I wish I had time to tell you this other story about how I picked my child out of with very little detail. But that's how they, this is how advanced the technology has. Now, they haven't said, they said that, um, you know, they've used it to clone, let's say, an actor's voice. And it's been used for great usage, but when the wrong person gets their hands on this here, that this is what they can use it for. Well, they never catch the guy, you know, who made the um, who made the call. But they surely, you know, are grateful to get the daughter back. There's no way that they're saying, you know, they could have even prevented it from happening because they say that what they do is they can pick up your voice from any recording of you. And it picks up your mannerisms and your little quirky things that, you know, you um, that you say and, and how and what you do. And, <laughs> and they're saying that they go through, they can go through your social media accounts. So for those of us who are on social media and we are talking, and we're talking for any great length of time, I guess if it's clear enough, they can clone your voice, but end up, like, putting words to your voice. They're saying that that's how detailed this particular um, software is. They call it AI software, artificial intelligence software. Well, the, the parents say that the daughter does not have a social media account, but she has done public interviews from her school that they can get a sample of her voice. So much like your, um, the address and all that personal information that's out here on the Internet, you know, where people end up using for bad, you know, now they can clone your voice and, you know, use that for bad as well. So, you know, I was saying to myself, I said, no, Stephanie, if you got this phone call, what would you do? So I'm going to talk to our our men and see what they say. So men, start thinking about what you would do, because that's not where we're starting. But, you know, that that's, that's one of the things that I did want to talk about, you know, to kind of give a stamp to what um, the police were talking about. Now, I don't know if they were... You know, at the time when I gave you the article of the scams, you know, it was one thing. Now they have enhanced this thing. And I always say, well, you know, while they're catching up on one thing, these people are nine steps ahead of the game. They are nine steps ahead of the game, and they're always working on something so that you're running behind them. They're not running behind you. You're running behind the criminals because you're trying to catch up to the stuff that they've done. So let me talk to talk to my men, see what they have got to say about some of our stories. Let's say good morning to our brother Al. Good morning, brother Al. 
Chop, chop, chicken and chop for the morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm right, brother. I'm okay. you, you, this is your last free day, so I'm sure you're going to chop, chop, chop. Last free day, so I got to be crazy. And uh, I last hope you had day. an enjoyable break, because it's about to be over. But uh, <laughs> enjoy. Enjoy nonetheless. All right, Brother Al, we've yeah. got this situation with this six-year-old shooter, and, you know, we've been on this journey from the beginning. And now the latest conversation and update is they have indicted her. She's been indicted by the grand jury on the charges of, or with the charges of, felony child neglect and recklessly leaving a firearm so as to endanger a child. But now they're going to give her an opportunity to turn herself in. Now, as we know, this has been going on since January 6th. She's been in in the background all this time. They say in this article, again, Brother Al, they have made the decision not to charge the six-year-old. Can you really charge a six-year-old, Brother Al? Really? Anyway, that's just so stupid. I wish they would stop saying that. But how is it that they are allowing her to turn herself in after this woman was almost killed because of her negligence. Okay. You know, it, I tell people all the time, and I'm around people who know the law and been learning these crazy laws myself. What happened with them was that they didn't know what to do. This is why everything took so long. Okay, wow, six-year-old shot somebody. We, we can't arrest him. He's a little baby as they see it, so we can't arrest him. So how can we do this? So they had to take their time and figure out, going by the law, how can we do this? You can see one mess up, everybody get off. Everybody get off. So they had to figure this thing out on how can how can I, uh, uh, how, how, how can we, we, we do this the correct way so nobody get off? So now what they should have did from the jump was arrest her from the beginning. They messed up on that. So now they got to soothe it over. Okay, you know what? We're going to give her an opportunity to, to, to turn herself in. Because that's the first thing the lawyer going to say. Why didn't y'all arrest her from the beginning? Someone was shot and hurt. Why wasn't she arrested from the beginning? So now they got to do it the slick way. Uh, we're going to give you the opportunity to turn yourself in. Wow. So they had to figure this thing out. That's what happened. They had to figure this thing out. How can we go about this the right way that nobody get off? All right, we messed up. We didn't arrest her, so we're going to give her the opportunity to turn herself in. Now if she don't turn herself in, they can say, hey, listen, we gave you the opportunity to turn yourself in. You didn't, so now we're coming to get you. This is how they do I mean, that's so stupid. That's stupid, Al, because there's nowhere in the world when, when, when the six-year-old showed up with the gun. And they went to the parent, and they said, well, where did he get this gun from? And she says, well, you know, I had it six feet high, and it was locked in a lockbox, and it had a bike lock on it or a, a lock that was similar to my. You already knew she was lying. So right out the gate, 
Mm-hmm. Somebody needed to be charged. And like you said, maybe right. because they didn't do it in the beginning, now they have to now take their time. Because that's a no-brainer here in New York now. You know, they always talk about how the other states are slower than New York. Well, this was one of the areas, Brother Al, that they were slow as molasses. Because it was a no-brainer to me. When we first got this story, I was like, well, where are the parents at? How come nobody's being arrested? You took three months. Right to even charge this chick with this thing here. And let me tell you something. Right. Now you really prove what I say. When I said, had it not been for her, that teacher pulling up that $40 million lawsuit, this still would have been going on. So now you just really build oh, yeah. that belief. Wow, Brother Al, wow. All right, well, we're going to follow this yeah, story. they dropped the ball. They dropped the okay. ball. I'm telling you, that's what it is. Wow, Okay. Well, thank you for that clarity. Thank you for that clarity. What else are we talking about here today, Brother Al? Um, let me see. Okay, we have this. Okay, since you say you, you know, you've been hearing the stuff about some of the laws, we have this whole case with this road rage and these two. So I'm going to use you and and Pastor KL. So you and Pastor KL are driving. You get into this argument. You throw the water bottle at Pastor KL and his car. So Pastor KL, in turn, shoots at your car where you have a child in your car and the child is shot. Not killed, but shot. In turn, when you are fired at, you now take your gun and you fire at Pastor KL. And Pastor KL has a child in his car, and that child is shot. Now, when as they're sorting out all of this stuff, they find out that both of you have permits, so they can't charge anybody with, like, having a gun and you don't have a permit for, for the gun. But they then say that they're going to charge the one who threw the water bottle. So since you threw the water bottle at Pastor KL's car, he had a right to shoot at you because he was defending himself because they consider it let me get this let me get this um get this terminology together they're saying that mm, oh man oh wait hold on i want to make sure i say it right since we're talking about this uh this law. Okay. So they're saying that uh, Pastor KL had the right to use deadly force against you for throwing the water bottle because it put his family in danger. But mm-hmm. he won't be charged at all for any of the shooting, even though the little girl got shot in your car. Does that make sense to you? Uh, Florida law is absolutely insane. I've been saying that since they came up with that law, which is called stand your ground law. And what happens is if you feel that you are in danger, you you can protect yourself. You know, now the sad thing about that is you can't, that's just like me and you passed up, we, we are there and you feel scared and you shoot me. They cannot tell you 
Oh, well, Pastor says that wasn't nothing to be afraid of. They don't know right. your level right. of being afraid. Right. So that's right. a dangerous law because you can't tell me that I wasn't scared. Right. So now when they right. threw the bottle, when he threw the bottle, that guy was like, oh, he threw a bottle. He, he might got a gun and he's trying to hurt my family. I got to protect my family. So they're not going to do nothing. Now what should have happened, he should have been uh, uh, charged with endangerment of a child because you shot and right. you shot a child. Right. Right, right. You know, so they put this again. Right. They put this law in order, and they didn't. They didn't. They didn't think it all the way through. Right. They didn't put it's in. Like, what if this happened? They just got right. you stand your ground. You feel. You right. feel afraid. You have the right to protect yourself. But they didn't put in. Wow. What if an innocent person gets shot behind your neck? Right. 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 They didn't put and that that's in. So again, they dropped the ball. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Again, poor planning. Again, poor planning. Because that's what I said. Right. I said if you don't, if they, if you consider the water bottle to be a deadly missile, then still you acted recklessly when you shot. Because one of the little girls was shot in the upper thigh, the five-year-old, and the fourteen-year-old girl was shot in the back. So either way, right. that could have been deadly for either of those two right. children. You know, so it, now, I'm glad that the children are okay, but then it right. goes across my mind. What would have happened if one of them would have died? What would y'all would have right. died? Right, right, That's what I'm saying. Easy, easy. Listen, a bullet going through a child's back could pierce a lung, puncture the lung or whatever, her right. heart, anything. That could have instantly killed her or subsequently killed her. Um, or she could have right. died went to the to the shooting. The other the little girl, it hit her in her thigh, could have hit her in the artery, you know, in her leg. It didn't have to right, hit her right. eye in, in the meat of the, 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 the thigh. Either one of those bullets could have been deadly. And that's what I said, you know, very poor, very poor law that would cover and would not cover. I agree with you 100%. It's only looking at one aspect and clearly not the other. Ah. Uh, all right, brother Al. We got mm-hmm. this last. We got this last question. I'm going to come up with, but I'm going to talk to the other guys first. See what they have to say. Then I'm going to okay. talk about what would you do. Oh, let's talk to Pastor K. L. Oh. Hey, Pastor K. L. Good morning. Hey, Pastor Steph. Good morning. How are you today? <laughs> Listen, you cannot clone my voice. You cannot clone, and I told my voice. Don't try to be me. Don't try to be me. No, no, we're not gonna do that. Oh my goodness gracious! How are you today? I'm well. I'm well. Thank you. It's raining cats and dogs Good. out here, but I, I'm here. Really, really, really. Well, it's nice and sunny on this side of New York. It's nice and sunny. All righty. So we're keeping up with this six-year-old shooter story. And now that they've indicted the mama, you know, she's been indicted by the grand jury, she's now being given an opportunity to turn herself in. And, you know, Pastor Charlton is always saying there's some conspiracy going on, but Brother Al breaks down the law to us, so that's possibly what's going on. But is it crazy to you that after all of these three months, she's now allowed to turn herself in, opposed to them saying, it's been long enough. Come on, it's time to go to jail. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Some, some things tells me that 
when you allow to turn yourself in, they almost don't have the whole thing on you. You know what I mean? Oh. So, 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 you know, because if 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 it was a hook, line, and sinker, they would have got they would have came and got you. Mm. So they want you to kind of cooperate to the situation so that we can get you. So I mean, mm. I, I have a problem with people saying oh. we're going to give you the opportunity. No, you're not going to give me the opportunity if if, if you know that I did it. You're going to come get me. So I, I, I think there's something going on there. Wow, makes sense. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that possibility. Wow, wow, wow. You might have something, might have something. What about this? They're calling it a cat and mouse um, shooting out in Florida. And do you think that that law is twisted where there's no problem on the side of the guy who shot first, despite the fact that a child was shot during the commission of your stupid road rage. Well, okay, so, and I, I might get some backlash for this, but if if Brother Al throws a water bottle at me, first of all, that's dangerous because I can swerve or I can hit my windshield where it makes me swerve and kill my own family. So I don't right. I, I have right. to protect my family. So so I'm sorry that I shot your child. That was not my intent. My intent was not to have road rage, which my intent was to go home. So by me shooting your car, now I would have shot I I would have shot uh uh the the wheels to keep you from, you know, trying to run me off the road or anything like that to keep you stabilized. I don't know that I would have shot in the car. Well, what you said, the second part of it is a better option. There was a better option. Even though you felt, now see, I don't have a problem with the fact that you may have felt, um, you know, threatened. Your life may have been threatened. Because I also said that I thought it was reckless for you to throw the water bottle. Because I agree with you. That easily could have caused a major accident, not only for the person who's um, call you through it at, but for anybody else that was on the road or any pedestrian, it could have easily been a bad situation. So I do agree that that was a really bad move. However, the back end of what you said made more sense because, all right, so I fear for my life, but because I don't know who else may be in the car, because the other car is moving as I'm shooting, I'm not going to shoot in the car. Because although my life is in danger, nobody's shooting at me. So why don't I shoot at the wheel, you know, or something like that? And now possibly, you know, yes, it could be just as dangerous, you know, shooting at the wheel, but it would have been not, you know, a a case where now an innocent child is being shot. So there still was an alternative, and the alternative is what you gave. Is what you gave. Right, Don't shoot right. in the car. Shoot at the tires. That would have been a different alternative. But again, you know, as adrenaline is pumping and you know everybody's thinking it's my life is in danger. <laughs> you shooting in the car, Lord have mercy. You shooting in the car. Oh my 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 my. All right, Pastor KL, we coming back to ask what would you do? Let's talk to our brother Ainsley. 
Good morning, Brother Ainsley. Good morning, good Pastor Sam. What up, fellas, Brother Adam? What up, what up? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning, good morning. How are you over there today? I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good, very good. All right. So you have, you know, this this whole six-year-old shooter story we've been following for a while. You're a man who spent a lot of time in the law department. What's your say on the fact that she's been allowed to turn herself in? You got Brother Al who says, well, this is the law because they dropped the ball in the beginning. Pastor KL says, well, you know what? They may not have this slam dunk as, as we may think they do, which is why they're uh, allowing her to walk in and maybe she'll just trip and fall on her way and she won't make it there and then they'll have a reason to snatch her up. What do you say? Uh, there's a few things. There's a, there's a few things come to mind. I mean, I'm not sure the full story, um, exactly where where this happened at. Um, in, first of in, all, in Virginia. In Virginia. Okay. All right. So basically, you know, the six year old she shot somebody with, with a parent's gun, and they didn't do nothing about it at, at the at initially, right? Only when a person started to sue, then it went and right. got to say, oh. All right. Um. <laughs> I hate to say this, but it's reality. First of all, they sound white, right? First of all, they're not. They're not. They're not. They're not, Ainsley. They're not, and that's the part that really blew me away. Because we've been saying this all along. That must be on the other side of the fence. But no, she's actually on our side of the fence. Oh really? Okay. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Well, you know, Virginia is more of a gun-loving state. I'd say it like that. You know, they tend to be. My understanding proponent of the second second amendment. Um and you know, so you know, I think there's a lot of forces in play and you know, um it's just a lot of forces in play. You know, we see it not just in Virginia but all across I'm starting to notice um the you know, the NRA their the influence on a lot of local things that go go um there to to go around, because I've even personally um, made my, my point, try to reach them to complain about the situation, and they got no response back. So I think there's a lot of forces in, probably in, in, in play and play about that, you know, a lot of influences and whatnot. So, but how are you going to tell a six-year-old, you know, give them the opportunity to come in? You know, to me, it's like, look, when, it, it, when you indict it, you got to come in. Oh, you're going to get arrested. You know what I'm saying? You know you're going to be indicted. When it gets to that stage, I mean, the grand jury has been impaneled and there's hearings on the case and they vote to indict, then what you mean? You don't have a choice. You know, only thing it's not is, okay, you know you're in, like recently with President, um, ex-President uh, Trump and whatnot. You know, you know about the indictment and whatnot, but when it comes time to it, you got to come in. Period. You know, so you really don't have no choice. No matter how they might they might word it or make it seem like you, you know, it's like uh, it's like it's not like they're coming in blazing with police officers and on uh, the sheriffs, you know, and coming to pick you up, put you in handcuffs, and bring you in. You ain't got no choice once you're indicted. Period. You know, uh, maybe because it's a six year old trying to make may, may not seem as bad because it's a minor, but you still got to come in. Period. 
Straight up. Now, this is the parent. What, I, what the delay was, you know you can't charge the six-year-old with, with this shooting, but it's been a delay on charging even the parent, the owner of the gun. So they finally, like I said, after this $40 million lawsuit, then you hear, you know, the prosecutors are now, you know, going after her for these two particular charges. They had this indictment, and now, you know, they're saying, okay, now she has to turn herself in, and my thing is, you've held up this process long enough. This woman almost lost her life. Not only could the teacher have lost her life, this was uh, a gun that the six-year-old took into the classroom, and any child could have been killed. The parent has been able to parlay all this time since January 6th when it took um, when it took place, and now you're giving her an opportunity to come in on her own. No, you need to hold her responsible and drag her butt in there. I don't care nothing about they dropped the ball in the beginning and all of that. But, again, you know, what you guys are saying, you know, could all be in play. And, you know, she they, from the beginning, it's been, huh? You know what it sounds like, too? Also, too, like, it sounds like somebody, sound like somebody knows somebody. Right, and that's what Pastor Charlotte's been saying all this time. She's like, who do you know that's allowed you to fall back all this time? Because all they've been saying, Brother Ainsley, is the fact that she had a permit for the gun. She had a permit for the gun, but never it's been an issue of she's been negligent with the safekeeping of the gun. So we're going to follow this story. We're going to see, you know, what happens how much time she gets, if she gets any time, and uh, we'll we'll see how this works out. All right, we've got this whole other gun issue where one dad shoots at the other dad, and this is in Florida. So what do you say about this whole, you ain't got to worry about um, eating any charge because you were defending yourself. So even though a child was shot, there's no there's no repercussion behind your action. Yeah. Uh well it's bad that the two kids got shot. Unfortunately that's the you know, the the react the what happens with your parents acting and obviously men, you know, are typically the better of us, uh, happens. And Lord knows I had my share <laughs> even even last night with road rage. So, wow. um, uh, yeah, but things happen, but you know, in the heat of the moment, you don't think clearly and, and stuff like that. And you, cause your, your anger is directed at the person who's, who's driving the car, irrespective of who's kidding. Now, kids in the car, now, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I got to admit, I had my share of road rage when my kids were younger in the car, too. It does calm you down. Look, I don't, I can't get involved in too serious and stuff like that. It will, it will curb, your, it will curb your, your actions to, you know, to whatever situation you may be facing. But so my thing is, I mean, I, I'm going to guess. I'm, I'm guessing there. I'm, I'm way it's pictured to me. I'm like, they're in the highway. I, don't, I can't say that, you know, maybe the driver, they knew. Um... A child was in the car, particularly younger. Most time, kids they tend to be going in the back seat, not in the front seat, so they may not be as visible and stuff like that. So, you know, in the heat of the moment, I see you throw something at me. 
I just see you driving. I'm not realizing there's a kid in the back seat. So, okay, you, you threaten my life and my family's life, but who have I got in the car? I'm going to retaliate that way. Now, if somebody comes with a gun to you, um, no matter who's in their car, you're going to respond back and likewise. So I can see how, how that how that play out. Um, but you, um, like Brother Al said, that, that, that law, the staying, staying your ground law, I never, I never was a fan of it. It brings me back to, um, uh, what's the boy's name? Uh, was it Trayvon Martin? Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, I mean, it just, it's just, you know, another, another, you know, Second Amendment, um, like I say, like, just about a gun-loving state. So uh, it, it's, 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 it's tragic. It's really tragic. But that's that's the mentality of that 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 um, the legislature that will allow that to happen. You know, they really think. I think they really did think that through. It's just that it to them it's just more important that they have that law to allow just 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 to have the gun. Period. Just to have the gun. Period. So okay, uh, okay. Ooh, well, unfortunately. We uh, this is where we are with the with the gun loving people. All right, we have this last story where the mother answers her phone. She hears her 15 year old daughter screaming, "Mom, I messed up!" Blah 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 blah. Uh, a gentleman snatches the phone from her, tells her, "Put her head down and lie down." And you know he says, "Listen, I've got your daughter." Um, I need one million dollars, and when she explains, the mom explains, I don't have one million dollars. Now you drop down to fifty thousand, <laughs> and she makes arrangements to get this fifty thousand to um, to her. I mean, sorry, to him. She rushes over to the other daughter to make sure that she's okay. Someone else calls the father to tell him what's going on. He says, listen, that's not true. That couldn't have been her because, you know, she's safe. I know she's safe. And mom is saying, listen, I know that voice. I know I heard the voice. I know what she says. I know her mannerisms. It was all her mannerisms, blah, blah, blah. Nobody can tell me that was not my daughter. And they say that this AI software, this artificial intelligence software is so so precise that you can literally clone um, anybody's voice, anyone's mannerisms. All you need is a copy of their voice. So my question was, okay, so now, Dad, you've answered the phone, and you know that you know that you know you didn't hear your child's voice. And now they tell you that it's someone um, running some scam with some artificial intelligence software, you know, what comes to your head, Brother Al? Wow, you know, like you said, the technology is absolutely insane. And, um, you know, again, like you said, you know your people, you know your children, you know their voices, their mannerism. And the sad thing about it is it's hard to even catch those people. But, you know, the only thing we can do is tell our, you know, have some type of code with your child 
or something. We have to come up with things like that because, you know, just, just to give you a perfect example, it happened to me. And Pastor Carol will tell you that on my Facebook page, somebody hacked it, and they, they, they copied a video of me. And they called Pastor Carol with the video, and when Pastor Carol answered, it was a video of me. And, it, and the message was telling Pastor Carol that I'm in need. I need some money. I need your help. But see, again, because Pastor Carol know me, and no, I don't ask anybody for something, he strictly called me. And I said, no, that wasn't me. And he was like, wow, they did a video on the whole nine. Wow. So wow, the, te- wow. the technology, yeah, the technology is crazy, and it's again knowing your people. You know, knowing, knowing anybody who know me know I don't ask for anything. I, I don't ask anybody for nothing. You know, they did catch my cousin unfortunately down south, and he's mad at me right now. I said, but you know, I haven't spoke to you in what, like eight years, and all of a sudden I call you and ask you, I tell you I need to borrow money. I said, you didn't think to call me, and she mad at me yeah. like it was my fault. I said, all right, well. You got had. I'm sorry. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. He you sent know, money. He sent money. It was a she. Yeah, she she sent money, and I haven't spoke. I haven't spoke to her past herself. Honestly, it had to be between eight and ten years. You know, just out of contact. I haven't spoke to her in that long. And somebody again, wow, somebody at my wow, wow. and told her wow. I need help, and and she cashed out the person two hundred dollars. Then they say, oh, no, I was getting a message from her. Oh, oh yeah, my I, gosh. And, 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 and it was crazy because they did the same thing like they did to Pastor Kel. They, I don't know how they did it, but they duplicated a video of me. And they called her. And when you answered the phone, you see me like a video, but you don't hear me. You just see me in the video and it looks like I'm talking. So she, so she got mad. She was like, but I saw the video. I know it was you. And I'm like, that was not me. I'm trying to tell you what happened. And they, and they told her. Listen, I need help. So she sent me a message. I found out that she sent me a message saying, you know, I tried to be a good cousin, and I sent you $200. I haven't heard nothing back from you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And that's how wow, I know she got caught. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so to this day, she said, and I didn't realize to what was going on until Pastor Carol called me and told me, listen, they, they called me, and I saw a video of you and the whole nine. But again, Pastor Carol, again, a person who know me, no, I don't ask for nothing. So we have to, wow. we have to again, Talk with our children, you know, know our children, know our people, because it's it's, it's kind of like know where to how to catch them. Wow, 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 wow! Oh my goodness, Pastor KL, you know, you know, uh, Brother Allison, you know, you experienced this with him, but you know, this is your child on the other end of the phone, and you know, Brother Al came up with a really good um, suggestion. You know, have a cold word for your children. Is there anything that comes to your mind as just a stamp to ensure that, you know, these people out here doing this, let me make sure this ain't me. I don't get caught up in the okie doke. What comes to your head when you when you think about your child calling in some, or somebody, yeah, your daughter calling, you know, in desperation, or your son? Um, what do you move? What do you do? How do you move? Well, I mean, I, I definitely second that. I mean, I, I really never thought about that, but um, a cold word would be good. But I, I would tell you, depending on which child it was that called, you probably can have it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know that I, 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 I don't know that, that I, would, I really that. would be thinking about. Yeah, you know, I really don't know that I'd be thinking about the, the million or the fifty thousand. You know, you you, 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 
Listen, maybe, maybe she can help. And, and that depending on how old they were. You know what I mean? Because right. every child went through this rebelling situation. So at that <laughs> point, if you want to feed her, if you want to take care of her, go ahead. <laughs> but but yeah, I, mean, oh, I, my I, Lord. I, I, I think I think there should be a code though. I think there should be a code so that we understand. You know, daddy, whatever. Then I messed up, but the code was first. So then I know it's definitely you. But you right. know, if, if you mess up that bad, you need, you need to stay with him. I did uh-huh. not. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, my goodness gracious. Brother Ainsley, what are we yeah. saying? You know, you got, you know, you got that phone call, and, you know, you know for, for a fact that this is your girl, and, you know, ooh, now you hear later that it was a scam. Yeah, my brother's hit it right on the head. First of all, <laughs> I mean, first of all, I mean, you're going to call me an extra million dollars. I said, yo, you know, you know where I live at? Well, I mean, I'm in the hood. Are you serious? Absolutely. Right, right, that, to me, I'm right there. That, that's, a, that's, that's a giveaway. I mean, you lost your ever-loving mind right there. And, you know, <laughs> and for the hour, you know, the, the cold, that's a good, that's a good, very good suggestion. Because, you know, I, I know, unfortunately, older people got caught, you know, with a similar scam. Oh, I got your grandson. They heard, or oh, the police got him. You got to send me some money. Go to the store and get a, um, a gift card. Give me the number off the gift card to get, the, you know, the money, stuff like that. But unfortunately, I've known, you know, people get scammed like that. This is more, even more sophisticated now with the voice. Uh, so the cold thing, that's a, def- that's a great idea. But like Pastor KL said, first of all, I'm like giving, I hate to say it, but, you know, depending on the child, you might be like, um, <laughs> you know. Oh, my goodness gracious. You'll sit back when you see the way you, you know. do. <laughs> and you know what, Pastor Steph, Pastor Steph, I know you're a pastor, and I know you have three lovely, lovely children. But at that age, which one of your children was worth a million? A million dollars? Oh, no. No. You can try again. You can try again. Oh, if that the case, I'd have been Oh, my goodness gracious. Back then, I got it. <laughs> oh no! How many years do I have invested here? You know, it, it, this is, it, it is a it is a it is a scary situation, and you know, again, like you both have said, you know, people have got got. Um, I will say that I do agree with Brother Al. I got um, a text. I got a Facebook message from Brother Al, quote unquote, and you know, again, very polite. You know, he started, I need your da 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 I need your help. And I was like, what's up? He says, well, I need you to send me some money. Didn't have the amount of money. And I, the first thing I said is, why are you not calling me? Because my thing is, what they didn't realize is that I talked to Brother Al three, four times a week. <laughs> so how are you not going to say on open radio, your pastor said, I need, you know, two bucks. But... Mm-hmm. I would like to think that, you know, me and you talking two, three times a week, you would pick up a phone and call me. And so uh, the first thing I said was, why are you not calling me? So I called out. 
So like Brother Al said, you need to know your people because, you know, you, that, that needs to be a flag for you. And, you know, what, is that something they would do or is it something they wouldn't do? Even if, you know, I have cousins that I haven't spoken to in years either, Brother Al, and I have to honestly say, if somebody called and said that they need money, and especially $200, we need to have a conversation because I need to know if this is a loan or a gift. I need to know, there's some information I need to know that you can't give me over no text. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. On my video. Yeah. I saw it was you in the video. Well, you asked me for the money in the video, but we ain't never discussed no repayment terms. Something is off. We not know. We not completing this transaction. Unless unless I see you with a rope around your neck and they got you on a cliff and they're about to push you off, then maybe I'll act with yeah. a little more urgency. But I'm sorry. Just a vague you know, information that's given. Um, and again, like I said, when he went from a million to 50,000, you already know that's a scam. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, that there, that was the alarm for me. So, you know, I do, I really do like this um, idea. And I got about a half hour um, left, not a full half hour, but I do want to, you know, this, all of these things take us into, you know, a conversation that I did have with, with the ladies the other day, how you can be useful to God. Because we're talking about all of this stuff that go on day in and day out. And, you know, we, what are we doing here? Well, how are we spending our life? You know, is it, I'm going to give you 200, you know, how, how do they say, two bands, you know, um, and don't you text me, Shanties, um, you know, for, <laughs> you know, somebody's life. And yet I can't even have a, com a regular conversation with you. Well, one of the things that they have here um, when you talk about how you can be of use to God is to be self-controlled. And I see self-control written all over here. And I'll start with you. Um, I'm going to start with you, Brother Al. You know, how can we be useful to God? They say have self-control. Well, we know that's one of the fruit of the Spirit. And how does that you know, after we've heard all of this news, talked about all this news today and how people are doing and what they're not doing and all kind of things, how does being self-controlled benefit God and God's kingdom? Um, because you're showing that you're showing that you have God with you and in you. You know, um, the enemy knows what sets you off. You know, um, just like with me uh, dealing with tenants you know, uh, tenants that I have in my apartment, you know, and, 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 um, you know, they say certain things or they do certain things and the old me flip off ready to go in, but I know, okay, you know what? I'm living a different lifestyle now. I got to have better control, you know? And, and I remember, um, my brother even saying, he's like, wow, man, you, you changed. I said, well, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm in the Lord now. And, I got to do things different. I can't show that old me. You know, I got to control myself. I got to keep under control. And, you know, and then that shows people, too, like, wow, you know, I remember Al used to do such stuff. Man. He, he, he all right now. You know, wow, you know, that, that Lord thing is really working for him. You know, so you showing people, like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm in a different lifestyle because of my Lord and Savior, so I'm doing things different. He's helping me do things different. So I, I think, again, yeah, you showing off to people what God can do. All righty now. Pastor KL, what are we talking about? 
you know, self-control. This is going to benefit the kingdom of God. How? Well, I, I think one of the problems is, is that even the people of God, you know, we're able to give our great advice, spiritual advice. I mean, we, we can speak the word, the Bible, and then all of a sudden the rain comes into our house. And now we kind of lose it. We don't think about the spiritual advice we gave. We, we, we can never, for some reason, encourage ourselves. You know what I'm saying? But, but if we did that, we would understand that what the devil meant for evil, God can turn it around for your good. So if, if you just relax, you know, saying because the battle is not yours, it belongs to the Lord. Watch what God does, even in the midst of your storm. In the midst of, the, of, of your storm, there, there, there's still shelter. You know, and God will give you shelter even when it seems like on the outside. Like right now, it's pouring down cats and cats and dogs. But I'm in shelter, and I'm not even affected by the rain. All right, all right, all right. Uh, uh, Brother Ainsley, what are we talking about here? Yeah, you know, uh, I agree with my brothers. You know, very oftentimes um, our, our actions, how we conduct ourselves, we represent God to, to other people. We're the only representation they see of of what God's work is. And I've seen it and been a part of oftentimes you know, you're just going through a situation as you see fit. You might even realize it as a Christian, but somebody else will see you going through a situation and realize, wait a minute, I, I don't think I could have handled that, or I would have handled it differently. Oh, and and the always conversation goes, you know, why do you do it that way? And, you know, we move in a way where God will have us to move. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so so in, in that manner, people just, just observing you, they realize, because, you know, you do something stupid, it's the first thing. Oh, I thought that person was a Christian. Oh, look at them now. Oh, look at the deacon. Look at the minister. Look at the pastor, the bishop. You know, look how they act up and whatnot. But the same token, you know, how we conduct ourselves it represents God and whatnot. And oftentimes people will see, oh, I, you know, they see us going through our situation, which requires self-control, we represent God. And I think that's one of the, the most, the biggest way we can share the news, you know, it's like, I'm not talking about it. I'm being about it. You know, this is how, this, this is how it is. I may mess up sometimes, but yeah, but we need self-control to do what we need to do, period. You know, so I think we, 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 we witness through our actions more than anything else. Actions speak louder than words, and we need to we need self-control to do that. Amen, amen, guys, amen. Brother Al, I'm going to give you a way that, um, they say that we can um, that we can be useful to God is to pass it on. Mm. What you say about that one, Brother Al? Oh man, yes, definitely. That uh, is it's so funny that you gave me that one because you know my my brother. You know, I love my brother. We we are so close, and you know he he's getting better and learning. Um, what God can can do, and I have a thing of every time God do something for me, I'd let my brother know to just just show him, and it's to the point now where he's starting to catch on with it. You know, um, me and him both. I, I'm, I'm like brother Ainsley. 
I used to have road rage. I hate for people to do something stupid while I'm driving. And I remember when somebody cut me off and I'm about to chase them down and roll the window off and give them a, roll the window down and give them a piece of my mind. And I had to sit back and think when God put on my, my mind, like, okay, listen, bro, you get up in the morning and every time before you walk out that door, you ask for traveling mercy. This man cut you off. You could have had an accident, but I gave you traveling mercy. What you mad about? And I had to sit there and go like, wow. You know, and so now when somebody cuts me off, I'm like, oh, man, come. You know what? Thank you, God, for the traveling mercy. Thank you that it wasn't an accident. And I go Amen. forward. And I pass that on to my brother. And I was like, he was like, oh, I said, but listen, we pray for traveling mercy. I said, don't. Okay, well, my brother here, we'll pray. Our brother, we, we going out, let's pray for traveling mercy. Or we, you know, I'm not going to go into a longer story, but we had a situation with my house. And I think this really did it for my brother. I was refinancing my house real quickly. I was refinancing my house, doing a cash out so we can take care of some bills and things like that. And everything was going cool. Both our, our credit scores was excellent. And But what happened was my brother got injured on his job, and he had workers' comp. So we was all the way down to the end of it finishing. And when I called the guy back, I was speaking with a gentleman who worked at the bank. He'd been there for 40 years, like the greatest guy ever. And he was like, man, I'm so sorry because your brother's on workers' comp. We're going to have to wait. We're going to have to wait until he works for a month to get pay stubs, and then we're going to have to revisit. I said, so they're not going to do it? He's like, no, I've been here for 40 years. He said, I've never seen that happen. 99.9% they're not going to approve it. So I called my brother. I told him, and he was just like, man, I knew this was going to happen. This is what they do. And I said, well, listen, don't worry about it. I said, we've been doing the right thing. God ain't bringing us this far to leave us. And my brother, exact words were, I understand that, but I know how these people work, and they're going to do such and such. I said, listen, God going to take care of us. I said, about an hour later, the lady called me and said, wow, I don't know what the heck happened, but they approved you and everything is going through. So Amen. I called my brother immediately. I called him immediately. I said, yeah, man, you know, I heard uh, I heard from the bank. And he was like, yeah, I know, I know. They told me that, they, that we can't do it, right? I said, see? I said, what did I tell you how God works? I said, we approved. And he got so quiet on the phone. I said, see, but you got to have that faith. I said, even the guy was like, yo, out of my 40 years, I'd never seen that happen. I said, because you don't know the God I know. I said, Amen. he takes care of it. And ever since then, Amen. my brother starts to see things uh, uh, differently. So we have to share these things with people and share. And it works. I'm telling you it works. And my brother was like one of the hardest ever, believe me when I tell you. And he's humble now. And he, when things happen, I hear him speak it. And, man, yeah, because, you know, God looked out for me, this and that. And I just smiled. I said, oh, yeah, there it is. So we must, sorry for the long story, but I had to share that. And we have to Amen. share. Amen. Somebody may have needed to hear that today, Brother Al. Thank you for your share. Thank you for your share. Uh, Brother Ainsley, you know, to be yes. useful to yes. God, we need to avoid distractions. Boy, have we talked about that here this morning. Avoid distractions, Brother Ainsley. Avoid distractions. <laughs> that goes back to some of self control, you know. Uh oh wow. <laughs> All right, avoid distractions. Well you know, it's like it's like we gotta be we gotta stay focused. We really have to stay focused. Um I, even my I realize sometimes, you know, uh like we could be so, you know, multitask, oh I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this and do this, this in general life and whatnot. 
And then it seemed like at the end of the day, nothing is getting done because, you know, we're all over the place. But we have to be focused because the slightest thing can just um, trigger uh, trigger and distract us and keep us off focus and whatnot. So we got to be – so really being that is being prayed up, and that's for God for direction, you know, in all in all – in all our ways, in all our doings, and whatnot, and just keep we got to stay focused on, on that, and don't allow to be distracted. Sometimes you can realize when the enemy is trying to distract you away from something you need to be to do, you know. So we really have to stay focused. Must stay focused. You caught me different from that one. I, I want to take too much time on that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we don't have a lot of time. Um, so I want to cover as much ground as possible. Um, Pastor KL, we have, you know, ways to be useful to God, and we're looking at our stories across the board. And one of the things that <laughs> that, that really stuck, stood out to me on this list when I think about what we've talked about this morning is keeping the rules. Keep the rules or keep to the rules, you know, that's the way we can be useful to God in this trying world. Well, well, the Bible is the roadmap. You know, they say basic instructions before leaving earth. That, that's, that's the roadmap. That, that is the rules, you know, and, and those are the only rules that, 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 that we should be concerned about because if you take care of God's business, God will take care of your business. But first, you have to understand the rules. You know, you, you can't play Monopoly. You can't play chess. You can't play any of these games until you understand the rules. Because only when you understand the rules can you win. Or do you have an opportunity at winning? If you don't know the rules, you're just walking around doing stuff haphazardly. And you're being distracted and all these other things that you're talking about simply because we don't understand and we don't follow the rules. So we, we definitely have to do that in order for it to work. You know, and, and again, the Bible is compiled with different rules and different situations in order to do this. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and then, or, you know, if you trust in the Lord and then, if you all do all these things, then this will happen to you. But first you have to follow the rules. Amen. Amen. Uh... Okay, guys, I want to go one more round before we before we go, you know, keep in mind we're coming down. Uh, work hard, Brother Al. Be useful to God. Work hard, work hard, work hard. Oh, yeah, because it's, it's, we all know it's hard work being a Christian because you got the magnifying glass on you. You know, um, people, I think people forget sometimes because we are Christian that, you know, some people think because we're Christian, we don't go through nothing either. We don't get angry. We don't get sad. We always do the right thing. So that's an image that's out there. So um, we work. We got to work hard. You know, we got to work a, a little harder to to take that image away from people. And, and one of the things I'm, I, I feel is a blessing is this show right here, Do Time with Pastor Self. We talk about real live things. We talk about the struggles that we go through as a Christian. And 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 you putting in the hard work, Pastor Steph, to 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 put this out there, Amen. and that's helping people. That that's helping people to sit there and say, "Wow, oh, but Pastor Kell did that. He's a pastor. Wow, he went through that. Wow, I went through that too. 
okay, okay. And and, and and it started to open people's eyes that, okay, yeah, I am a Christian, but I'm human too. I go through things. I slip up sometimes. Uh, I try to try to not as much. But, hey, I slip up sometimes. Don't mean I don't love God or, 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 or try to follow his word. But, hey, I'm human. I, I fall down sometimes too. But the glory of it is God allows you to, okay, pick yourself back up, dust yourself off, and let's keep going. So we definitely have to keep putting in putting in, putting in that hard work and that hard work to spread God's word and love as well. Amen, amen. Oh, Brother Ainsley, learn to teach. Be useful to God. Teach what you know. Teach what you've learned. Oh, my God. Of course, of course. Um that's what what's the saying, each uh each one teach one. You know, how do we learn unless somebody show us and teach us and whatnot. But in, in but even in teaching we got I think we gotta learn. We got to, you know, uh we gotta learn. And it's 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 so it's so imperative because, you know, um uh like, you know, there was, a, there was some situation um just recently, um one of my neighbors was um she was walking. Uh, she was. She was. She, she had intention of going to church. As a matter of fact, last Easter Sunday, she was going to Easter Sunday, and uh, somebody said, uh, "Believe it or not, um, um, would you go to church with me?" And the person said, "Well, okay, I'm on my way to church. Would you go to my church?" But the person said, "Well, I wouldn't invite you to mine because there's another issue. But uh, you weren't pants, so um, you can't come to my church like that." Wow. And the person, First thing that came to my mind, oh my God, I said, this is so wrong, wrong, oh my God. Oh. This is the wrong way to how to the witness, you know what? You got to catch the faith before you them, become as you are. And first thing was like, first thing in my mind was like, Lord Jesus, you know, who's teaching this person? Who, 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 uh. who you know, doing that? You know what I'm saying? I, you know, the first thing that came to my mind, I'm like, oh my God. So, we got to know what we're doing first before you start teaching, but because it 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 it, 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 it spreads out, you know what I'm saying, and learn, you know, teach the right things and when the, the proper way to do things, and I, it, it just it just struck me so so. Um, somebody was just telling me this, and it just struck me so hard. I was like, the first first getting getting get it finished telling me, and I was like so. Earth. I'm gonna say, oh my gosh, no, 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 no. So it's very important to teach. It's very important to teach uh, each uh, our, our new, uh, new, new converts, a new, be- you know, beginning and whatnot. And no matter how old you get, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Been in church all my life, but still, still learning and whatnot. So yes, it's very important. Wow, 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 Pastor KL. Be useful to God. Boy, if we haven't talked about anything else, turn away from evil. Mm-mm-mm. Pastor K, are you talking to the mute button? Yeah, I am. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, you know, when when you talk about temptation, you know, we, we have to be very, very careful. You know, I always say on, on, on the show that, the enemy, the devil, whatever you want to call him, he's never going to tempt you with something that you don't desire. He knows what you like. He he knows the type of woman you like, the type of man you like. He knows if you're if if you're obsessed with money. He 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 understands all of that. So we have to be very 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 careful on how we allow the enemy 
the temper. Amen. Amen. Thank yeah, yeah. you, gentlemen. Yeah. Were you finished? Were you finished, Pastor Kale? Oh, okay. Maybe something happened to his mic. Um, thank you so much, gentlemen, for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray that you have a blessed day. You too. Have a great weekend. You are enjoying my last one. <laughs> <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Thank you. Uh-huh, Amen. Ooh. Boy, we wrapped up nicely. Men did a fine job. They came through nicely, nicely, nicely. Gave a wonderful finish to our morning. Let me get this benediction. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. First Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. Mm. You know, sometimes when, you know, I see uh the uh the um what do you call it? The topic on Wednesday, um I, I wanna throw it at the men and they did a fantastic job. Um, with ways to be useful to God, especially on the heels of what we were talking about today, you know, the, the gun laws and, and the rights that we have and, and things like that. And, you know, one of the things that just kept coming to my mind is I'm, I'm glad that God gave me the direction and I followed, you know, what he had to, you know, to say when it comes to being useful to God. You know, we get caught up a lot of times in you know, our own personal uh, preferences and, you know, what makes us feel comfortable and, and the fact that we like what we do and, you know, I, I don't want to move out of my comfort zone and these are my rights and, you know, I have a right to do this and I have a right to do that. And I think we lose sight. We lose sight. And, again, I'm not talking to the everyday person. God has me talking to the Christian. You know, we we are so wrapped up in our life and what is going on around us. A lot of times we miss the mark at being useful to God. And it may not be intentional. It may not be intentional at all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that, you know, we get up every day and, and, and you know, and we're like, I'm not going to be useful to God at all. But because life is, you know, coming at us from all different kinds of ways because we have bills and because we've got children and because we've got the job and because we've got the the husband or the wife and because, you know, every way you turn, somebody's fighting you, you forget, you forget some of the things that you need to do. You forget some of the emotions that you need to try to leave on the side because we're emotionally driven. And we don't think a lot of times at what can we do for God? How can I walk today where I'm going to be more useful to God today than I was yesterday? More useful to God today than I've been all week. And, you know, 
episode today, we talked about turning away from evil and focusing on God and, you know, keeping the rules and avoiding distractions and working hard and passing it on. And, you know, those are the things that, in all honesty, we can actually do with our eyes closed. Because one of the things that we have been told to do over and over and over again in the Word of God is meditate on God's Word. And I think a lot of times, if we were to just follow that first, follow that first, meditating on the Word of God, we won't lose sight as to how to be useful to God, how to, you know, make our lives a living example to the next person. You know, we say here all the time, and, and Brother Ainsley said it today, you know, a lot of times we're the only people God will see. I'm, we're only uh, uh we're the only people that will represent God in other people's lives. People won't see God. And, again, who saw God when the person was told that they could not go to church because they had on pants? Who? Who sees God at this point? All you see is judgment. And, you know, does that benefit anybody? So needless to say, because she hasn't been taught, the right thing, and because instead of you meditating on the words of God, you're meditating on what man says, because you can't wear pants into the church as a man-made rule. Come as you are. Give up your best to the master. Those are the things that are in the word of God. Give, give God your best. Give God the first, you know, the first, and all these other things will come behind it. You know, if your best is a, is a pair of pants, and some sneakers, and God knows that that's your ultimate best, then guess what? You've done what's pleasing to God. And unfortunately, she didn't find herself being useful to God because maybe something was being said in service that day that she needed to hear, but because she had on pants, she wasn't eligible enough to hear it. So I don't think we pay attention sometimes to the things we say. Again, the Pharisees and the Sadducees focused on the law, the rules, opposed to the essence of the word of God, the essence of the law. So, listen, that's our job. That's our job. Our sole purpose here on earth earth is to be useful to God. We have been told to go out and disciple. Oh, that's our charge. Go out and make more disciples. Was that making more disciples when we were told we can't come in because our earrings are too big, because our, 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 our blouse is cut too low? You know, are we doing what God says? Come on, let's make every step the best step. That we can make for God You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph Join us Monday through Friday From 7am to 9am Where we discuss matters of the heart Mind and spirit As you go through your day Be sure to set your mind on things that are above Not on things that are on the earth They will only serve As a distraction Remember Prayer changes things it's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew, our men, who always come through big time and send us into a thought-provoking weekend. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Please do 
not miss the opportunity to accept Christ as your personal Savior right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship with God right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until on Monday, there will be no Sunday prayer project. Until Monday, God spares. When we are shaking the Monday morning blues, I love you.